Good morning. Uh, just one announcement. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we will resume our 2 p.m. worship service and Bible study here at Zion. And uh, we will be starting a new uh, Bible uh, uh, book. It will be on uh, Paul's letter to the church at Colossians. So again, if you'd like to join us, the worship is always at 2 p.m. And we usually start our Bible say at 2.30 and we're done by 3. The Old Testament reading for this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 66th chapter of Isaiah. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream, and you shall nurse. You shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants. And he shall show his indignation against his enemies. This is the word of the Lord. The, our epistle reading is from the sixth chapter of Galatians. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. One who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 
Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you, hears me. And the one who rejects you, rejects me. And the one who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus sent out 72 disciples, and they went out everywhere preaching about the coming of Christ. And while they were in all of these towns, the disciples were given power to do great miracles. They were given the ability to make paralyzed people stand up again. And they were overjoyed to be able to heal like that. The disciples were given the ability to heal people with all types of cancers. And they were overjoyed. Even unclean spirits, demons had to listen to these disciples and leave people alone. Well, when the disciples came back to Jesus, they were so excited. When they came back to Jesus, they rejoiced that even demons had to listen to them. That really must have been amazing to see. And I get why they rejoiced so much. It would have been amazing to have paralyzed men stand up and walk again. And women with cancers to be healed immediately. And for unclean spirits to leave people. 
But when the disciples returned, Jesus didn't really celebrate with them as we might have thought. And don't get me wrong, what they did was wonderful and great. And it was Jesus who gave them the powers to do the very things that they did. But they only did the miracles to prove that Jesus really was the Christ. They only did those miracles to prove that the words they were preaching really were from God. They were only allowed to do the miracles so that people could believe in the greatest miracle. That God would come in the flesh to heal our greatest sickness, death itself. When the 72 disciples returned, Jesus pulled them aside and basically said to them, I'm glad you're excited and overjoyed that you performed those miracles. But do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus wanted the disciples to rejoice over something that will last forever. Eternal life. And not to rejoice over the joys of this world that go away when we die. After all, a man who was paralyzed and healed could one day fall off a ladder and get paralyzed again. And one day he will die. So what is better to rejoice over? That the man could walk or that his name is written in heaven. Or a woman may have had her cancer cured by those disciples and rejoice. And she should rejoice. That is amazing. But what she should rejoice about even more is that she believes in Christ. And her name is written in heaven. I think Jesus' words are so important for us to remember. For all of us to remember. Whether we were there 2,000 years ago or right now, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. After all, I think it can be so easy for all of us to rejoice in the wrong way. And that may sound funny to say that we can rejoice in the wrong way, but we can. For example, we might rejoice if we get a pay raise at work. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can rejoice over that. But the thing is, which are you rejoicing more about? Your pay raise or the fact that your name is written in heaven? Which of those should bring you more joy? Or maybe we rejoice when our health is good. People who have suffered with a disease like cancer, and if it goes into remission... That truly is a reason to rejoice. And you should. Don't get me wrong. We should rejoice when we have good health. But when we have good health, are we also forgetting to rejoice that our names are written in heaven? We can sometimes get so focused on our lives right here, right now, that we can so easily forget about our eternal lives. And I hope we never forget this. Your eternal life 
is going to be so much longer than your life in this world. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Or for that matter, that you healed diseases or cured cancers or even raised the dead. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And that's true. Your names are written in heaven. They really are. And it was not easy to get your name written in heaven. Not at all. In order to get your name written in heaven, someone had to die for you. Someone had to pay the price of your sins so your name could be written in heaven. Getting into heaven is not a free pass. It takes a sacrifice all for you. And thanks be to God, Jesus Christ did this for you. It took Jesus' death on the cross to secure your place in heaven. And Jesus did die for you. He died just for you. So that he could pave a way into eternal life all for you. For you. For your parents, for your children, for your grandchildren. He died on a cross for thousands of generations that came before us. And for all of the generations that will come after us. Jesus wasn't fooling around when he said that your names are written in heaven. They are written in heaven. Jesus knows this. Because Jesus shed all the blood it took to get your name written in heaven. And Jesus did all that on the cross for you so that you could rejoice right now. Sure, you can rejoice when you get a pay raise at work. But I think we can rejoice even more that our names are written in heaven. You can rejoice when you are healed from a disease. And you should. But Jesus died on a cross for you so that you could rejoice that your name is written in heaven. So that even if a disease comes back, you can still rejoice. Because your name is written in heaven. During our lives in this world, there are good times and bad times. For believers and unbelievers alike. Whether we are unbelievers or believers. There will be times we rejoice and times we feel sorrow. But never forget, you, as a Christian, you are different than the unbelievers of this world. Because you rejoice in something different. You rejoice over something unbelievers don't rejoice over. You rejoice because you know Jesus has died on a cross All for you died in your place so that you won't die for your sins. He died so that you will live. Jesus died so that your name could be written in heaven. Jesus' death is basically your passport into eternal life. And nothing in this world can take that away from you. There is no illness that is so strong No injury so deadly, no demon so powerful 
that can take away from you your joy. That Jesus Christ has written your name in heaven through his death on the cross. This life brings us a lot of joys at times. And this life brings us a lot of sorrows at times. But what we Christians rejoice over is different than the joys or sorrows that may come or go in this life. We rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Whether we are laughing at a child's birthday party or crying at the funeral of a loved one, we can still rejoice because thanks to Christ, your name is written in heaven. Whether we are celebrating the anniversary of a marriage or mourning the anniversary of a death, we Christians are still able to rejoice. And sometimes that rejoicing is subdued. That rejoicing is done quietly inside because of the deep sorrows in this life. But still, we do rejoice because thanks to Christ, all believers' names are written in heaven. Whether we're happy in this life because we have good health and feel great. We're sad and scared because we're in a hospital bed, plugged into more lines than we can count. Even then, in fact, especially then, we can still rejoice. Maybe quietly sometimes, but we can still rejoice. Because through it all, Christ's sacrifice has written our names in an eternal place. Heaven itself. Please remember, no matter what joys come in this life or what sorrows come in this life, Jesus' words can always resonate deeply inside of you, no matter what you're going through. Because they are eternal words with an eternal promise all for you. Rejoice. Your names are written in heaven. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.